Hi, this is Wentworth Miller. You're listening to The Flash Podcast. Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things we can see that the Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry and Slash, The Flash. I'm your host, Andy B, as always, and with me are my amazing co-hosts, Amy Marie and Brendan Rivera. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm well. You're well, and you're doing pretty well. That's good to, that's very good to I'm hear. I'm good, because you're good. I hear Laurel. Like all the normal people do. Yes, if it, yeah. All these yanny fools. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a hashtag, what if it's I'm, like a conspiracy? What if it's like people are just all getting together and like they're like we're gonna say it's it's yanny, but like it doesn't exist and like everyone's okay. just like in on the joke. So I'm, here's what's funky. My friend at work, we're at work, and she shared it on her Facebook page. When she shared it, she heard Laurel. When she played it back on my friend's phone, because they were listening to it on my friend who opened it up, she heard Yanny. So I'm like, okay, not only does this have to do with the pitch in which we're picking it up, but I feel like certain phones, certain computers and things, they may change the perceived pitch. Because that was even freakier. She's like, I swore I heard Laurel, and now I hear Yanny, and it is the same link. And I'm like, that's cool. You're just special. Listen, this is what I did. I took all my Apple products... And I and I took my iPhones, my iPads, and my my MacBook. It says Laurel. I went to my PC. It says Laurel too. So I I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced that this is Laurel. And I'm like, look, nothing makes me happy that the, the name Laurel is getting some love these days, you know, for obvious reason. But there's no why in the in that whole word. Anyone who thinks that you hear Yanny, get yourself checked. Because no, you know, it's cool though. So, sciencey science, since we are the Flash podcast and we like to science science stuff, there is that what is, we do? Uh, yes, we science science <laughs> stuff here on the Flash podcast with all that time travel that we get. So, basically, I guess it depends on how your uh, ear perceives sound. One of them is a really high pitched frequency, one is set in a really low pitched frequency, and certain people can hear certain frequencies. And supposedly, you can actually train your ear to hear both. Which is kind of cool. Literally, um, I'm going to go full safari park here. It's how elephants communicate. They communicate in hums of frequencies that we cannot detect as humans, but that other elephants can hear. So, for instance, when an elephant is about to have a baby, she puts out one of those hums, and the other elephant girls all crowd around her to protect her while she has her baby. Because elephants are the best. Amy Marie, elephant whisperer. Well, we can be because we have sound detectors and they can pick up those hums so we can literally know when a baby elephant's on the way. I know, so but, cool. ele- but, yeah, but, ele- so but ele- yeah, ele- but elephant whisper just sounds cooler. I'm just saying it's a good, it's a good title. If I could speak to animals or understand animals that, you know, that would be a good thing to have uh, in my, um, in my toolbox. But, um, 
Andrew's not with us Saturday tonight, but we uh, we still have a show to do, and we only have one more episode before uh, before the season is officially over. And uh, there's no news. Uh, I mean, besides the the hell that is cancellations and renewals and upfronts, you know, for any, everyone who's lost any shows, you know, my condolences. Uh, for those who have gotten their shows renewed, yay! For all Brooklyn Nine Brooklyn Nine Nine fans. You got your show. I was going to say, for all of us who have gotten our shows saved by NBC, thank you, NBC, my favorite network yeah. forever and always. The yeah, I, see, I saw the new <laughs> schedule for NBC, and I'm like, ooh, Amy's going to have a busy busy Wednesday from now on because all the Chicago shows are now all on the same night. I'm like, the Chicago MD. Oh, so they could basically do a crossover anytime they want. Um, well, they always do crossovers, but I like the idea of them having the crossovers on um on these days, like back to back, I think it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I mean, could, could you imagine if they did that uh, with the Arrowverse crossovers? Like, I mean, I know there's four of them, so be like, if you got like three of them back to back, if there was a 10 p.m. slot on the CW, like, could you? Is that something we would want? I'm just, I'm just checking because I'm kind of tempted that to want to CW to, to experiment with that, but I know they won't. But um. But yeah, so there and the CWF is tomorrow, so you guys uh, will probably get some some news. You know, maybe hopefully you know, we will get the new schedule. But ho- I'm I don't think the Flash is going to move to a new time slot. I'm I, I'm guessing it's Legends and Super Bowl that will be getting new slots because they kept moving around this season. But um, the only news we have is that uh, we uh, we have the you know the the date on when the season four Blu-ray DVD will be available, which is August twenty eighth. Uh, you can go to our website to check out the, the full list of uh, features and and stuff like that that will be available. As uh, you can make your uh, pre-order right now on Amazon or wherever you get things uh, like DVDs and Blu-rays. At uh, just two quickly reminders that we do have a T Public store for the whole DC Podcast Network with uh, awesome shirts and merch for all the DC TV shows: Arrow, Flash, Legend, Supergirl, uh, Titans, Black Lightning, Krypton, and uh, we 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 have a lot of Bebo shirts, guys. So you know if you you know. If you, if, if you love some Bebo, get some, because we have a lot of designs, thanks to our, uh, our good friend Rebecca Johnson, who's, uh, who's been running that whole, just so you guys know, Rebecca's the one who's the captain of the whole Tee Public store and so on, so major kudos to her to keeping up with dates, you know, there's I, there's probably a sale right now and so on, which I wish, I, you know, I, I should have known, you know, but, you know, hey, Rebecca is the one who's in charge of that, so she, keep an eye on all our Twitter feeds for, you know, promo codes, so you can get, you know, 30% off or something like that. Uh, it does help to support the network, so if you get something from the store, you support us, but also you get to look DC-licious, I guess. I That sounded wrong, so never mind that. And also, a reminder that we've been doing the whole season is that you should be following She40 on, on Twitter and Instagram, which is the amazing... Uh, uh, movement that uh, the Arrowverse women have created, uh, awesome stories and uh, that they share. Uh, I think almost like every day or a week. Uh, I think they have some shirts available at the represent stores, so just hit them up. But uh, yeah, follow them on Twitter and Instagram. But now, let's jump into the season four episode. Think fast. All right. So I think it's worth breaking down the first impressions of this episode because I have strong first impressions of this episode that I think probably mostly comes from the first five minutes of this episode. But Brittany, I'm curious, where do you lie on the spectrum for this episode? How did you feel about the penultimate episode of the, uh, season four of The Flash? I think, yeah, the opening was incredible. I think it was one of the best they've ever done. It was just so like cinematic and cool and just looked amazing. The effects were great. Like That must have just been 
like a really fun scene to like make work. I'm sure it took a lot of effort and it definitely paid off. It looked really cool. It was a great opening. I feel like I really liked the end and I really liked the beginning of the episode and the middle. I kind of like really liked some things and didn't really not didn't care about other things, but I was like, this like they have a lot of time. Like DeVoe is just taking his sweet time. Like this 12 hour countdown plan that we have here. So I feel like because they gave us 12 hours, it wasn't like immediate danger was happening. So they had like a lot of time to like have a training montage and deal with all these other things happening. So like that stuff was kind of, okay, that's cool. It's happening. But like the end in the beginning, um, I like the beginning and the end was like, Ooh, what's going to happen next? Cause I definitely, I guess didn't think that was, how it was going to end so like as soon as the episode was over i was watching it on you know cw the app and i was like i need to find the next time on like trailer like i need to know what the trailer for the finale looks like i need to know like what they're teasing for this finale because it's i think it's going to be pretty crazy so i think it had a really good ending and a really good beginning what about you uh andy i'm gonna admit right now that the only reason I rewatched this episode so many times that as I did was because of that freaking opening. I was like, what is happening right now? This is like, I mean, like, I mean, we have some good cold openings every once in a while on, on the flash, but this was just like bananas. And I'm just like, okay, just uh, cover DeVoe might be the, the craziest villain we have in a while, but like the brother has style. Like he, you know, good music and uh, he has finesse. Which is, you know, like, I'm, that's, <laughs> you can't say that every often, uh, every once in a while about the villains, which um, was interesting to see. So I, I was, you know, I was, I, it was, this was definitely, you know, a, a step up from last week. Uh, but, you know, it's probably because, you know, they're, we're getting to the end of the season. So you know, they kind of had to play their cards now and whatnot. But no, I am, um, I felt there were, I mean, things happened. Um, and I felt like we were, you know, we're moving into the right directions. That there were some things that I was like, okay why is this happening but um, overall I, I think i was pleasantly happy with this episode see it's so funny i absolutely loved this episode i thought it was really well done it felt like one of those really really good um season two arrow episodes like it felt like it flowed well it was very classic superhero problem training use training ish to solve problem problem wasn't actually solved um, I, I really enjoyed the characterization. I feel like we finally got conversations that needed to have happened earlier this season between Caitlin and, um, well, and her therapist. So between, I guess, Caitlin and Caitlin, um, between Cisco and Barry. I mean, it, it to me was a really solid episode. I liked the I liked the drama that was with it. I liked the action. Um, the opening was great. Um, I the whole time so I've actually sung the hallelujah chorus for like four years in a row so I know every single word to the opening so I'm singing along with it in harmony which was really nerdy um, but overall really liked it. I do agree with what Brittany said and I thought it too in the middle I'm like gosh this whole well, looks like we've got 12 hours to train thing was very convenient especially since I still don't quite understand how the charging thing worked but i'm just gonna be like it's all right we got some cool characterization let's go with it so uh, Bad bandwidth. Of, let's break <laughs> down the uh, episode itself yeah let's jump in and talk about um i think my favorite part of the episode which is like weird because i feel like these two characters are never really my favorites but this episode uh my favorite two characters were cecile and harry um, I think uh, Harry, I think it was really interesting to see his struggle this episode. Like, I feel like he's, like, I was kind of surprised seeing 
his how quickly this I don't know what to call I don't want to call it disease but how quickly his brain has digressed like I feel like from last week's episode to this week's episode there was like a substantial change in Harry's um how he's acting and it was kind of jarring to see he seems to be taking it very well in this episode which was nice um he wasn't super down on himself he seemed to be really using uh, what the, I guess, whatever he learned from the Council of Wells um, to help. I loved him and Iris together. I thought that was like the funniest thing ever when Iris was like, I'm going to go. He's like, I'm going to come with you. I'm going to go. Yeah. He's like, oh, She's like, you're oh. going to stay. <laughs> like, I feel like we never, like, this season has been giving us a lot of good pairings that we don't really see that often. Like, I really like these random kind of assortment of like, you know, Joe and Caitlin, and now, like, Harry and Iris. So, like, that was something I really enjoyed in this episode. I think it was it's just interesting to see um, Harry's struggles and uh, the fact that he just can't get away from chairs. They just seem to be everywhere. Um, <laughs> what, did you, what did you guys think of Harry in this episode, uh, Andy? I... A part of me wanted to feel bad for him, because I'm like, you know, like guys, I mean, if, we're, if we look at it from a bigger picture... The brain, his brain is dying, and um, so it's like as uh, you know, there were times where I cracked up because you know, like it, you know, his behavior was just a little hilarious. But then I'm like, oh crap, I, you know, the, the brain is dying. I maybe should, I maybe should be laughing at this, but um, I, I know I, I, I like what you said, Brittany. I didn't think about it because we have had a lot of different pair pair ups this season with various characters, which I think is refreshing and i think it allows actors to get to work with each other that maybe they don't get to do as, as often i um i gotta give some major uh, shout out to um i'm blanking on the actress's name who plays the seal but she like she knows how to flip between like you know comedy and drama like really really well and like i even though like i don't care for these like you know bro chill dudes like when she did it I lost my mind because I'm like, what is ha- is this like? Is she having a stroke? Is this what happened when you get pregnant? Like, th- like now I'm now I'm even more afraid of pregnancy. But yeah, but I, I don't. I'm just gonna suspend my disbelief of like how this power works. Of like, first you could hear people's thoughts. Now you're inhibiting their personalities. Sure, we can go with that. Uh, I mean, it's if if a guy can run really fast, I guess this works too. But uh, no, but it was really. It was really funny, and, um, and yeah, I I I I think Harry, by the way, essentially became the flashiest version of Sheldon from Bing Bang Fury because I swear when he was banging on the door, yelling West Allen. I mean, first of all, I just love the fact that that, that ship name exists now in like their in their mythos. Well, that's her official last name. I know, but it's like, <laughs> let me have this. Like, I just think it's so cool because I like I never. Like I don't know, I never thought that we would actually have characters like referring to her, like her at, that often as West Allen or Mrs. West Allen so on because I I don't know, like you know that's I mean that's two long last names but like I don't know, I just thought that was just really fun and sweet and whatnot and I but again I at the same time, I keep reminding myself you know, like he's probably gonna die next week or sacrifice himself or something like that unless like I mean do you guys Although, think he was- I think it was interesting. I know this is like skipping kind of forward, but I think it was interesting when Marlies like saw Harry and was like, "Ooh!" Like she seemed very interested in him on like a purely scientific like level. Like, Like, this is what's gonna happen, right? I want to study you in like a in like a lab, so I could definitely see, you know, (laughs) not creepy at all. 
you know, it's like a scientist kind of thing to do, like in a, in a creepy way. But I think I could definitely see her somehow helping them. I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a lot going on next episode, so I feel like they don't really have time to, like, fix Harry, but maybe, like, set it up for next, I don't know, set it up for next season. So I feel like they're going to have, like, to take down DeVoe next episode, maybe just a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed like she was very interested in what he was going through. Imagine like if the- Harry dies next week and Jesse doesn't even find until like a year later. She's like, you know, so how my da- how's my dad doing? Like, yeah, about that. He died. They sent her one of those breakup cubes. <laughs> no, 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 like, 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 no, 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 like condolences, like, you know, like condolences cubes. It's like, you know, we're sorry, but you're di- sorry, your dad died. Sorry, your dad died. <laughs> uh, Amy, what did you think? We're of, horrible uh... people. Just <laughs> go on. What did you think of Harry this episode? Um, I thought it was entertaining. Like someone mentioned on Twitter that it was, you know, it, like this might be the first time we've seen Harry and Iris in an extended conversation. And I did enjoy that. I liked how I, uh, Harry was so focused on using the emotions and really realistically, he's right. I mean, that he, he's got it and um, they're not really taking him seriously, but I, I agree. It was very interesting to see Marlies be like, ooh, this is fascinating, sad, but fascinating. And it's the same way I think you'll find, um, you know, people like in the medical profession, like me, when we see a, a case where we're like, this is really sad, but also really fascinating. Uh, well, I think there's always cases like that with with things that someone finds interesting and someone doesn't. And I like the the way that Marlies sort of reacted to what he was doing or how he was acting rather. Um I still have problems with how totally chill Central City seems to be with their incoming doom. Um, I guess we can just assume that Iris didn't quite word it as incoming doom. More of this guy might have the potential to be bad. So in the same, way, <laughs> I think that it doesn't like, make yeah, any better. Be on the lookout for be on the lookout for this baddie. Like it did. Like yeah, did she exactly. actually warned them, or was it just like, hey, help us find Devo? <laughs> I like I feel like she probably posted and she's like, so there's there there are there's like sleeper agents or something living amongst you, but here's one what one actually looks like. Help us find him. I don't know. Um I guess we're always constantly at threat of doom. <laughs> right. Planet. I feel like it's like just day to day now. We're just used to it. Oh, the world's gonna end. That's cool. Maybe I'm just finish- like oh, look, I won't have to finish paying my student loans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, Central Central City's like, look, this happened to Star City like five times in the last six years, okay? And they're fine. No big deal. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It happens all the time. That's what we got superheroes for. Um, but it, it was a good pairing to see. Uh, Cecile, Cecile, Cecile's thing was funny. Uh, definitely a little over the top for me, but it's one of those things where I just kind of went with it because I really enjoyed the rest of the episode. That part felt like a really awkward, quirky legends, like something legends would do. <laughs> oh my god, it yes. Like, can't you see someone on the like Nate on the Wave Rider suddenly can read everybody's minds or Mick and like inhabits them? Uh, <gasps> I want that... Mick to do it. I want Mick to do it. <laughs> like Mick inhabiting Nate and Mick inhabiting Sarah. <laughs> Like, like, um, no, not inhabiting, um, I mean, because they're not truly inhabiting, inhabiting would be he's in their body, like, um, exhibiting their behaviors would be very interesting. But overall, it was, it was not my favorite part of the episode, but I didn't mind it so much given how much I loved the rest of the episode. Yeah, I don't know why, I just thought that part was, was just, like, the funniest thing ever. In my head right now, I'm picturing Dominic Purcell doing his best impression as Sarah, like, he's like, 
because okay now okay we need to pitch this episode and be like listen look what look what they did on Clash give give Mick that power just so he can for one episode just behave like everyone else. I know history now, like you know, AK Nate. So I don't know. I would love. Uh, to do that. you guys have anything else you want to say about that part of the episode? Okay. Why does wait, wait? Why does Joe have a katana? Where did Joe get a katana? Oh yeah, is I katana love that. Katana because there were samurais roaming around the city. Right, but like, okay, are katanas like easy to buy? Like just like that? You can buy I mean, a katana at comic. All book. all weapons are easy to buy in America, apparently. So. <laughs> Let's not go there. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on uh, because this part is the part of the story that I found really uh, critical and crucial. It's, again, the part of the story that I think we've been lacking. And that's some real solid character conversation, character work and character development with our three main, you know, team OG Flash, Cisco, Barry and Iris. So first off. Let's talk Caitlin. Caitlin is now at a therapist, same therapist that everybody else is at. So I saw someone who's like, okay, not supposed to really have friends seeing the same therapist, but okay. I kind of wish they would all just like tell her, but like separately, like you can't tell like the others that (laughs) told you or like, I don't know, just something or or, like just her like figuring it out. I just want some way of like her acknowledging. Oh, she she totally knows that they're all part of Team Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it was a little bit out of left feet, left, left, left. I full on base football fields away, but we definitely got this very sudden flashback to her as a child going through a childhood trauma. And Oh, look, it's killer frost. Um, I kind of like how she came to that conclusion. And she asked Cisco to um, vibe her to the past. That was interesting. So I, I don't really know what to make of this. I don't really know if it means Killer Frost has always been a part of her DNA. There's always that strange time travel potential. For all we know, Caitlin's not actually from this time period. I mean, you got the whole Ava situation of spoilers I will not share. If case you're behind on Legends of Tomorrow. But it's been two months. It's, it's been two months. Yeah, but yeah, it just now came out on Netflix. So I want to give the international people a chance to catch up. But it seems to me that it's certainly feasible that Caitlin is from a different time period in which particle accelerator affected her or it somehow affected her in time or she was born with this and she's really like super OG metahuman. Like she's the first metahuman that existed or something. Uh, so I'm curious, um, Brittany, where, where did you find yourself on Caitlin's story this episode? Was it worthwhile? Was it necessary? Did it feel like just more they're sweeping under the rug? What did you, where'd you find it? Um, I thought it was interesting. I feel like we are getting a little bit more about her dad that we did it. Like, I know we, they've mentioned before that he had ALS, but I feel like we're getting a little bit more of that and like comparing that to her and like Harry's struggles and stuff. So I think, I guess that's a little bit of just, I guess, something that's happening. Uh, I thought it was interesting, uh, her flashback this this episode, and the fact that they could vibe, like, into her memories was really cool. I wish that they, I hope that comes up again, or they use that for something else. That seems like a very interesting slash convenient power to have. But yeah, it brings up, like, so, I didn't even think of, like, a different timeline of, of questions. I was just like, she always had her, like, she was in, like, I guess I never, I was trying to think of, like, of her being a metahuman without the particle accelerator, because there has to have been, I guess now we know maybe there could have been metahumans before the particle accelerator or that 
I don't know. That was what I was thinking. Like may, that maybe metahumans weren't just caused by that particle accelerator, but kind of brought out by the particle accelerator. I'm trying to like think of a way. Oh, well, okay. Like, terigenesis. I mean, like they've always on had a gene and the gene got activated. Right. Like, like that's Ages exactly it. Like, yeah, like, ter- like terigenesis on Age of Shield, where it's like <laughs> suddenly, suddenly the fish oil capsules were in the you know populace and everyone started taking them, and then or it was in the water, and people started like becoming what they already had inside of them. Um, potentially already. So I feel like you had, you can, like, I guess in some cases you can just become a meta, but I feel like you had to have some kind of something that made you into a meta. So I think maybe that could be it. Well, that's at least what I was thinking when I watched it. But I thought that was really cool. And I, I like flashbacks. I want, I like more, you know, learning more about the characters, even if it's like kind of like, oh, where did that come from? But I liked it. What about you, Andy? I thought this was like I love the fact that we're getting more uh, stuff on Caitlyn so on like because I sometimes feel like Daniel Panamaker is so- somewhat wasted on this show and I'm glad that she's actually getting you know so- some meaty storylines whatnot and I I didn't know it was because I knew that they announced that someone a young girl was gonna play like a young Caitlyn so but I didn't know it was gonna come into this episode so I completely forgot that it, w- that it was coming in but when they revealed this twist I'm like this makes perfect sense it's either two options one it's Flashpoint. That Flashpoint made her a pre-meta, you know, like a pre-accelerated metahuman, or they're doing. I mean, in DC Comics, they're. I mean, you get. I mean, Amy, when you said like the the like a gene, like that's exactly in the in the DC lore, people have like something called the metahuman gene. So like, they're either born with it or they're not, and then you know they activate their powers at whatever point they do. So. Um, so, and I'm glad that the Flash is finally introducing that because we, I mean, we've seen on Legends, we saw the JSA, you know, like with the, um, oh, what was his name? The guy who could like make like turn ni- day into night. Um, Obsidian, Obsidian. Ah, oh, Fenglor. He's, you know, he is a metahuman who didn't, you know, who had powers way before the particle accelerator because the JSA was from the 1940s. So we know that there are metahumans out there who can, who have powers without the particle accelerator. So, you know, and I'm glad that they're doing it because it flushes out the world. It makes it. I mean, even on Supergirl, like, there's. I mean, on their world, you know, Livewire got her powers by being struck by lightning and being, a, you know, and having Scar being a conduit, basically. And you know, there's no Harrison Wells there who made that. So I'm, I'm I love that it flushes out the universe as a, you know, looking at, at it from a DC universe perspective. And, uh, and you know, it's because I, I sometimes feel like that the, that the Flash. Because like it feels like there's only many humans in Central City. There's like it's almost like every other city in the whole world in that on Earth One doesn't have it. And now I feel like this gives me hope that you know we can see many humans come in from any anywhere. Like we don't have to create them through you know a speed force bus, or we don't have to create them through a parallax or something like that. So like, for me, like I didn't. Like, I, saw, I know there were some people who were like this is so forced. I'm like no. If you read comics, like this is perfectly fine. People that there is the metahuman gene, and maybe the accelerator in this timeline, because I'm, I'm assuming this is a five-point thing, ex, you know, activated or something. Like, like, like Brittany was pitching, like, the, the terrogenesis between humans or whatnot, or, like, or sp- speeded up the, the process of her activating her powers. Uh, so, I thought this was perfectly fine, and I, um, I'm glad that, I mean, I, I always feel it's a shame that we never got to see her die, because he died, so I'm glad we got some exposition on that. So, yeah, I, I agree. It was kind of cool that Cisco could just vibe her to a memory. So, although if we, at the same time, if I mean, we, I feel like I should know that. I think he's he is able to do this. Like I feel like he's always been able to do it. I feel like we've seen this before because it felt familiar when he did it. Um. So, 
I mean, he heck, he even took Barry to a Flashpoint timeline at one point. You know, a time that didn't exist anymore. So, I mean, <laughs> Cisco, no, Cisco knows wonder. So, yeah, I thought this was like really strong that we got to see this twist and that, um, you know, it was also cool just seeing like a you know a, a baby Caitlin, you know, baby Killer Frost, you know, with the with the white hair and the eyes and all that. I was like, hey, Elsa. Hey, so- in- indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get the under the the frustration of this felt forced because there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is a cool storyline should have happened seven episodes ago. It definitely feels like it's like, are you serious? We're getting into this sort of character development the episode before the finale. To me, it just didn't really flow well. That being said, th- that being said, I think if you forget that we have a finale next week. And you look at the story that we've had with Killer Frost and Caitlin the past uh, probably three or four episodes, including this episode, basically her search, like right at the end of their relationship and then her search for Killer Frost. I feel like that has been pretty decently fleshed out. I think the frustration for me and a lot of fans comes in that it's too, too late. It's not necessarily too little too late. It's almost too much too late. Um, And I, I, I have to judge this based on the character development of other characters um, that we've seen on different shows, because it almost feels like Killer Frost is a new character. And so you have to develop her in the way you develop a new character. And I don't think we got that the first half of the season. I do think we got it the last couple of episodes. So for me, having this part in there, I'm going, okay, I buy this. I can, I'm okay with this. Yeah. It feels like it got thrown in there. The frustration comes when I realize, Oh, there's only one more episode left of the season. To me, that just felt like they finally were like, okay, we f- we figured out the storyline for Caitlyn. We just really need to make sure it fits in there. So it felt a little bit rushed. That being said, I don't particularly mind it. And I do enjoy that we got a lot of development r- relating to it. And it sets up things for, for season five, even. Like, you know, because we do, I That's mean. That's a good point. Yeah, so it's like, you know, like, like you, I mean, shows do this all, and they, they, you know, they give us a few C's here and there, be like, you know, so just so you guys, you know, because we're gonna have to wait like five months till the show comes back, you know, here's so you know what, like, what you can expect from the fifth season and whatnot. So, you know, even if we don't get a payoff next week, you know, at least we know, like, okay, there is now they have the potential to give us an execution in the following season. So, um, so yeah, so like, but I, I totally get it, and I feel like, you know, for a show that has 23 episodes, it's like they should have done this by, I don't know episode 11 but that was the ralph phase of the show so yeah it's <laughs> matt ralph took up a lot of space now i realize that like <laughs> not to be mean but like he did so yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it um so let's go to the next thing that i think was developed really well this episode i actually so we'll talk more about flash time and the training in just a minute but i guess it's all connected the, the there was that moment in the gosh what is it called the bridge the main room the 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 cave what's what's their flash cave called it's our lab, lab? Sure. i guess the lab i that the moment cisco what <laughs> i was trying i, was trying to, I said the arrow cave but i was trying to think of like the like the lightning cave or something related the, to the flash never mind carry on light light, light cave? i don't know um th- there was that moment where cisco and barry had a shouting match and honestly, I think that that shouting match 
accomplished more character development than we've seen in almost the entire rest of the season where we see Cisco confront Barry on his fear that they're going to turn into Ralph, where we see him say, we don't care. We know that you want to protect us. We know that you're going to fight against us. We know you. And what really, I, I enjoyed a lot of things about this scene. I enjoyed Harry, even in the current condition he's in, but with his extended ability to perceive emotions, pulling Iris back. I thought that was a really impressive directorial and writing moment. I liked Caitlin letting the two of them talk it out. I liked Barry admitting that he gets their frustration, admitting that he understands it, admitting that it, it hurts to sideline them, but and admitting that he can't be forced to lose them. And the thing that I liked is that a lot of things came forward in this conversation. I would have been so frustrated if they had started the conversation that Cisco knows he's talking about Ralph, Barry knows he's talking about Ralph, but they don't confront it. And they just leave in a huff and go their separate ways. Iris goes and talks to Barry. Caitlin goes and talks to Cisco. And Kate and Cisco and Barry never talk to each other. That's where I think we see a lot of we, we saw a lot of that happening this season mm -hmm. and even last season, where they don't follow through with these conversations that need to happen. So actually seeing that come forward in this episode and seeing them confront each other in this episode, and then not only argue with each other validly, but then actually have that resolution at the end to me was just so satisfying as a fan like that scene clenched this episode for me i wasn't even really that impressed with the opening probably because i was singing along like probably distracted me but it, it felt like ages of shield slash arrow and to me i was like eh, okay but the, the whole scene in in the lab that was so spot on and i really appreciate that's the moment where i'm like okay who wrote this episode and I'm going and I'm looking it up. I'm going, this right here is where flash exceeds expectations. And I wish we got more of it this season. That being said, you can't look at what, what didn't happen. You look at what did happen and what was achieved. And I really, really, really liked that scene. And I would be curious to see if anyone disagrees with me. So I will start with Brittany. I think uh, going back to what you were saying about like the original gang kind of like talking and like really bonding in this episode, I I also really liked that Caitlin went to Cisco for help. I feel like her, you know, reaching out and asking Cisco to like help her find this memory, even though he has the power to technically get her there. Like I think that it was like a good step forward in their relationship of her being like Cisco. I need your help because like you're my friend. Um, but yeah, I really liked a lot of the original just. I like uh, Lord Mesa, you know, who always does the fan art for all the episodes, like did in like an original Team Arrow, I mean, original Team Arrow, original Team Flash photo for this, ep uh, like drawing for this episode. That I really liked because it was like, it was, it was like classic, good Flash stuff. Everyone just like airing out their, their grievances for, of the season and just really talking about their feelings. And, you know, that is, you're right. I mean, that's what makes the Flash just like a special show. Like any show can do like superpowers, but they really, you know, just... They just have that, like, extra family aspect that really makes the show so special. And I really did enjoy that. What about you, Andy? I was just looking up the, the writers of this episode. Uh, to give a shout uh, the episode was written by Sh Sam Shelson and uh, Kristen Kemp. Uh, so uh, go follow them on Twitter and uh, get us some love, you guys. Uh, no, I, um, I, per I couldn't agree more, Amy. I, I will just say that I was just so... Uh, there was a part, part of me that was getting worried that Oh no, are these two, like because this was getting to a point. This was getting to a point where I felt like it was going to be like what Arrow did this season with Oliver and Diggle, where they basically just ripped on each other, like 
all the mistakes the other one had done, and then they just had like a big, you know, fist fight. Uh, that poor cave, there's so much glass got sh- shattered. Uh, so I'm, I, I was getting afraid, like, are they gonna, you know, like use their powers on each other, just like, you know, like really get at each other? So, but I was glad that they are more mature than that, and I. I fully agree with Amy. I feel like this is a discussion, you know, conversation that maybe you know, has has happened a few more, you know, a couple of times, but it's never really been resolved. But this time, it actually did, you know, go somewhere. And I think also it's a sign of like, you know, these kids. I mean, you know, we got to remember these kids are getting older and they're, they're maturing and stuff like this. So it's, you know, like something, you know, you know, you, you might have the same fight over and over again. And so, and at one point, you finally realize, you know, okay. You know, we, you know, like I, now I get it. Now I, I understand how that one feels. And I, and that's the thing for me, it's been really important for me this season for Barry that he actually, you know, like, you know, because when he, this show started, he was, you know, like, I mean, he was like the youngling of the Arrowverse. He was like, the, you know, the, the kid with the baby face. I mean, Grant Gunn still has a baby face, but, but regardless, he feels more of like a more adult now. Like Barry feels like he's, you know, going more from, you know, being, you know, like a young, you know, you know, like a, young man to you know to you know a more mature man and uh, same with cisco and i feel like th- this discussion was you know it was needed and i, I love how it was concluded and you know i'm look it's fine that when characters have disagreements of and so on and but you know if it doesn't go anywhere if it gets, keeps coming back and back then it's just like it's just annoying screen time for me so i'm really glad that they that they worked on things that they had a discussion and that you know because i remember last season barry was he made all of his decisions that he was making was dictated by fear because of Saturn and whatnot. But this season, you know, I feel like he's like now he's like he's being more upfront. He's being like, you know, yeah, I, I am little, I am a little hesitant. I don't want you guys to be like I don't, you know, like my losing you to my best friends. It th- that's losing my world. Like you know, I love how the way he put it, and yeah, I, I, I it makes me proud when I see characters mature when they actually learn something from. A conflict, which isn't the arrow versus strongest suit. Sometimes we see the, some conflicts coming back, and back, and back. And yeah, I'm. Yeah, so yeah, Amy, I I I I fully agree with what you're saying, and I am. I'm. I'm. It, it was nice. It was nice that it was. You know, it was. It didn't last for long, but you know, it was effective. I think something else that kind of you you hit on there Andy unintentionally is that we have a lot of Barry fighting on his own this season which is ironic given that he's never been more supported um but there's also I really enjoyed the the point that he brought up about how Ralph came to him and how Ralph asked for help Ralph said he was scared and Barry pushed him to it and he doesn't want to feel like he's pushing Cisco and uh, Caitlin into anything and they have to remind him that they're the ones pushing him and that's okay and it's okay to ask for help so overall really uh, impressive segment of the episode well, moving into the uh, so the the some of the bigger uh, other bigger meat of the episode was that we got we saw the return of Flash time as uh, Devo with with his mad opening of this episode took over Argus uh, as Diggle, uh, which we'll, we will get into. And so Barian uh, is suggest you know is persuaded by Cisco and Caitlin to allow, to use Flash time on them so that they can help him. While being in Argus, because Argus is very high ticket techie, and you know it's um, it's <laughs> I feel like the Argus facilities are getting more advanced for each season as they like yeah we're getting more metahumans problems we gotta fix this uh, like now we have a floor that is like they're changing their like 
what was it that she said that they change like their, their patterns every few hours so that you know that people don't know like where to avoid the shocks to come from so amy i really want to ask you like i want to start with you like what did you think of the return of flash time and how cisco and kingdom function uh, within that world because the, the, the flash time power is still i mean relatively new so we don't know much about how it works uh, I just went with it. That was one of those things where I'm like, I could try to figure this out. I could try to figure out why no one's bringing up the fact that last time they were in Flash Time and almost killed them. But I guess the the matter between that is that it was a, a different time. I think they're like, okay, one second real time in however long that is in Flash Time, that they won't have their same issues. Um, I, I I thought I thought Cisco couldn't make a breach in Flash Time, so I suppose the training was him learning how to make a breach, which was good. Um, Still don't get the whole cold thing. I don't really understand why Caitlin had to make the little cold cone above the breach. I, I didn't. It was one of those things where I just went with it because I thought it was uh, an, an endearing part of the episode, and I liked the idea of flash time a lot because uh, we always see you know time travel associated with the Speed Force. So I liked this kind of idea that he can share the Speed Force with people. So I hope one day that means he shares it with Iris. Which I guess he did. Technically, the first time they went into Flash Time. And Amy just gave you that plot for the 100th episode of The Flash next season. So, writers, make it happen. Um, I'd be curious to find someone trapped in Flash Time. Like, what if someone is moving so, so fast that even, I don't know. Like, I, I think it'd be interesting. Like, you, I, wonder, I wonder if you can trap someone in Flash Time. Like Black Flash? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brittany, how did you feel about the return of Flash Time? Yeah, like Amy said, I don't really have any clue what was going on. I too was like, why are they making <laughs> ice platforms? Like, what is the point of all of this? But I did, okay. like, I just enjoyed, like, them all wearing their matching, like, Star Lab sweatshirts and, like, very, like, like you know, holding their arms and, like, sending the lightning out and, like, you know, them making, like, funny names for the, like, oh, we're going to call this Frostbite. Like, Barry's like, I thought that was a good name. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, cute and endearing. Um, uh, what was I going to say? It totally just escaped my mind. I feel like there was something else that you mentioned, Amy, that made me want to say something, and I can't think of it. Of the vibing stuff. Yeah, like all the sciencey hand wavy stuff in this episode was whatever. But again, I do like that it brought us back to like the original team and them working together and all that fun stuff. And I will potentially think of what I was going to say, but maybe not. <laughs> Take your time. I um, I was really hoping that one of you guys would have been able to explain the science to me because I was like, I watched an episode. I'm like, don't get this. I know Amy and Brittany will. So and. So I guess I, I, to... I guess how can I think of this as, a, as in like an analogy? I think my my entire life I think in analogies. Um, I guess it's like he was sharing a protective shield around them, and that the longer they were in it, the more that they panicked, the more that that shield sort of degraded. So it's almost like they were underwater, and he can breathe underwater, and he gave them magic bubbles around their heads so that they could breathe around their body so they could breathe underwater and the more they panicked the more water leaked in so that would be my guess is that he was basically uh he was just like sharing his abilities and that the more they panicked and the less they concentrated um the more likely they were to not be able to sustain that power and so basically it, it just collapsed around them um it, i i i i liked though that it was consistent 
I think what I enjoyed is that if you panicked, you fell out of flash time. If you lost control, you fell out of flash time. If you, uh, you know, there was there was one second equals however many seconds that they that it, that there was very um, standardized, even in and of itself. Like it wasn't ambiguous. They're like, okay, here are the clear rules of what we're establishing with flash time. Here's a really cool visual to help you visualize that. So I think it was very well done in that aspect. Do I still 100% know what's going on? No, it's a superhero show. I don't think I'm ever going to understand what's going on. I'm completely given up trying to understand the rules of time travel as it associates with Legends of Tomorrow, my bay. So I, I feel like you just kind of, you stop trying to figure it out. If you listen to season two of this podcast, <laughs> there are way too many minutes of me trying to figure that out. And it's not even worth it. It's the kind of thing where you enjoy it and take it as it is. Remember when I was like, every episode, I'm like, Amy, explain uh, time remnants and you're like yes. 20 minutes later do you get it now I'm like nope uh, when, you, when you were talking about like like air bubble like bubbles like underneath water all I thought it was like oh like try, the, the Triwizard Tournament uh, in Harry Potter because I remember like I, wasn't it Victor Crumb who had like yeah, a big totally yeah. I, was I was like I like, how, I like how you're thinking of Harry Potter and I was thinking like oh like Aquaman in Justice League <laughs> I was he, totally thinking Harry Potter <laughs> did he have wait did he put a bubble on his head like when him and Mira were talking in that oh. one scene, he like put a bubble around them or whatever. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, for, for concerned Aquaman fans, it won't be like that in the movie. James Wong assured it on Twitter. <laughs> Bless Twitter. Um, no, I will say that I. See, here's the thing. I loved the Return of Flashdown, but what I was so curious about it, or, or I'm not frustrated, but I'm extremely like really wanting to know. How is his speed force being so chill with this? It's like, okay, I know that this, the spear thing is still in there, thinking that Barry is still trapped in the speed force. But so they, at one point, they explain like, that Barry can g- generate speed force around him, not just tapping into it. I'm like, that seems extremely overpowered and something that I feel like if you are an entity like the speed force, you would be like, um, Barry, no. I'm not, it's not going to be that easy. So it's like, I mean, look, I mean, I get like the Flash is one of the most powerful characters in the whole DC universe, but it still makes me really like, wow, talk about being like a flawed entity if you don't even know that, that like a host is able to generate that kind of a power source around to, you know, just anyone. And so I was like, I was just really fascinated by that. But like, no, it was fun. Like, and I like, I don't know, it was fun seeing them train and whatnot. And like, you know, it's, Yes, I will admit, I, they, they, look, they did all look cute when they were all ma- wearing matching, you know, Star Labs uh, uniforms, whatever, whatever, and so on. Although, for some reason, I cracked up when Cisco's legs, like, you know, fell asleep, and he was just like, trying to walk it off. And I'm like, that's the thing that he had to do for, like, a long time. Um, I don't know what, what was going on with Kanan's outfit when she was out on the field, like... She looked, oh yeah, she her weird, her weird like non-killer frost, but like cold <laughs> outfit. Like she was, was trying like, really hard, but she doesn't yeah, have killer like, frost it was, style. Right, it was her like, Spider Woman, like from like the new, like the new design that she had. It was like I definitely feel like it was like Caitlyn trying to imitate Killer Frost, but she was just basically wearing like leather leggings and like <laughs> a weird, like it looked, it looked like cute. Like, it wasn't didn't look bad, but it was just funny. Like I definitely was like looking at that outfit, like hmm, Caitlyn, what are we trying to do here? Yeah, no, I was, I was just like, I mean, I know they don't have a lot of time, even though those twelve hours are going very slow. But yeah, I, I, I prefer the the blue jacket that she has. Um, 
Um, I I, I, remember, I feel like Andrew made some really funny remarks in the beginning of the season where I'm like, it's a good, cool, cool jacket, leave her alone. And so yeah, no, it was it, it was a fun arc. It was fun seeing you know like it. Everybody got to play a role in this episode, except for Joe, I guess. I mean, he, I mean, no, you know what? No, Joe, he he was able to uh, bring uh, Cecile back from her Joe phase. I guess that was really funny. She was like, I. I definitely thought the episode was going to end with, like, Cecile being like, oh, the baby's coming. Like, you know, what else would be more perfect than going into the finale, having to take down DeVoe, and also the baby's coming. Like, they're, they're, also they're baby, the baby's, coming. The baby's 100% God, being born the, in the finale, right? Like, there's no doubt that the baby's being born next episode. I assume I'm just, not. No, I mean, I, I assume that there won't be any doubt. Like, I assume that it's definitely happening. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Can we name her? Um, can we can we name her Sarah since Barry Redcon the first baby Sarah? <laughs> I feel like that would make the best luck name. Sorry, Sarah's probably not the best thing to name your kid if you're like trying to have good luck in the Arrowverse. She's died like three times, can't hold down a job, doesn't even have a house. Well, she can't hold. No, she quit on her own terms. She wasn't fired. She was just like, my manager is a douche. Not gonna stick around with this, you know. The the payment the pay is horrible, and who's the who's the aunt they always talk about that makes the casserole or something that something that oh grandma come... grandma Esther uh, eggnog <laughs> oh grandma Esther poor 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 baby Esther they're gonna name him after that they're probably oh. Get, oh, who would Cecile name it after? Esther West but it, but it, Cecile's got to have a stake in that too I don't know I don't know guys what do you mean what, what do you mean have a stake <laughs> but like I hope like... I hope the end. Like the, the you know the post kind of little stinger on the end of the of the episode after they you know eventually come up with a way to defeat Devoe. Uh, I hope it like ends with all of them like at the hospital or like around the baby, just like like Team Flash fam, just happy and whatever happens. With the baby, whatever happens, I don't want this baby to be like oh. It's going to be like a future evil speedster one day. And then that's going to be the villain for season five. <laughs> like, guys, I will. I can I legit cannot if that happens. Like, I will be like, no, there must be other ways. Like, I mean, there's obviously a reason why she, they made her pregnant because she's the baby's obviously going to play some sort of role in the finale in the, in the fifth season, I guess. And I don't think I still don't think it's that mystery girl because I mean, if because if it was, she would probably be effed by now because you know you're not supposed to, although she hasn't seen herself yet technically but she's seen her mom and she and i'm sure she's gonna beat it when the baby is born she's like oh i saw my my young self back to the future rules by future screwed um we have one more thing and that is that we 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 finally you know for, for an episode that talked a lot about marlies it sure took a long time till actually getting some marlies in the episode so they they go to oxford uh, England, and uh, of course she's w- waiting with a katana as well, and be like, you know, like you know, don't didn't you know that in, it's it rude to breach into someone's house without asking? Uh, and uh, Iris and Marley's they they have a connecting connecting moment there for, for for a while. So, Brittany, what did you think of the the you know the the ending with Marley's and Iris as we head into the finale? I think I don't know. I kind of like that they're so antagonistic towards each other. Um, and I like that Harry is there to kind of soothe the situation, and I just I like that whole ending scene of them. Or I guess it wasn't the ending scene, but I like that whole scene of them together. Um, obviously, Iris has like a lot of reasons to be mad at Marlies. Um, 
And I like that she's kind of trying to appeal. And I like that Harry, before I, you know, before Iris comes around, tries to appeal to Marlene. I like that Harry was like, "Look, she is a good person. She was a good person at one time." Like he really is trying to. He like as much as it's funny and like the whole put the shoes on joke. Like I'm gonna put your shoes on. Like I really do think it's an important lesson this episode of just like looking at the other person's perspective and like seeing what Marlise is thinking. Like it's it's in life. It's a good lesson. Like you know, there's always I'm. I'm like there's always two sides to the story. There's always you know a different way of thinking about things. So I think that was an interesting perspective of Iris really being like, let's you know try to appeal to if I'm not gonna get her on one way, I'm like I'm gonna appeal to her humanity and her. There is goodness in her. She did try to you know do all these charity works at once. You know how I'm gonna try to relate to her on that level and see if she can like help us save the world kind of thing. I thought it was really a really good scene. Amy, what did you think? I felt vindicated. I one of those moments where I'm like, ha, called it. Like, I, I think she's definitely going to be be willing to help Team Flash. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of convincing. Uh, ultimately, like we kind of discussed earlier, I think she is interested in the prospects that the Enlightenment brings. I'm still of the belief, because we saw it again. Remember that news article that said, you know, scientists almost killed an explosion? I'm still of the belief that Clifford probably staged that whole thing and that it's it's going to come out at the end. Like maybe Marlise double crosses Team Flash and then she realizes what he did. He like admits it to her and thinks that it's going to make her in, you know, uh, love him more and then it doesn't. And then she chooses. Like, I feel like ultimately Marlise is going to kill Devoe 100%. It's not going to be anything to Team Flash does. It'll probably kill her in the process. But oh, I he, uh, Iris brings up a really good point that from the beginning, you know, really, um, Marlise has wanted to do good for the human race. And I think that ultimately DeVoe does not. And she's going to realize that. See, I don't want to get to get killed because of her husband. I mean, that's. I mean, that, I mean, that's essentially like self-fridging herself, and I don't want that to happen. Plus, because I have these selfish thoughts that I kind of want her to be around for Team Flash next season, even I know it's probably not going to happen, but... Okay, can, can she kill him with, with the katana, at least? Because that would... <laughs> that, that was sad no, I think she's probably going to kill him by luring him somewhere, and then, again, dying in the process. If, 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 you call, if, you're, if you're right if you're right about this next week then I'm like I'm gonna get even more scared about how good you are at calling things I, I mean I you I still think you are Greg Belanti. you you you're writing all these shows you're only pretending to be Amy Marie you you like you you've seen the finales you've edited them you know what's happening I think Greg Belanti has like 14 shows that he's producing yes, right now as, he has as no of this time week. To go podcast. As of, as of this, and he and he doesn't have time to also work as a vet and as, as at the zoo. So like that, would, as of this week, he has now fourteen shows on the air. He you know they're doing a Doom Patrol spinoff with him on the DC Universe streaming service. So yeah, but oh maybe he's um, he uses a time turner like Hermione, and just you know gets things done in you know in just one day. It's called a time turner, right? I, yes, or did I say yeah. Okay, good. Cool. But, uh, yes, any other thoughts about this week's episode uh, uh, before we head into feedback? Any theories for next week or any last thoughts? Diggle! I haven't watched the, the trailer for next week, so... Oh, and yeah, we didn't talk about Diggle. I love how they, like, all prepared to find him something to throw up in. <laughs> At first, I was like, what the heck is going on? What's their problem? And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. 
I gotta give props to David Ramsey for like really like when he was like yeah, what, yeah when 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 he was the thinker. What? What? Nothing. Nothing. Sorry. Go continue. I said something else. I can't. I can't wait to rewind this tape and see what you said. And <laughs> um, when he was asked, when he was posing as Diggle by being the thinker, like he really channeled uh, Neil Stanley really, really well. And um, and then, you know, because it must have been like when he was pitched this episode, he's like, "I'm playing who?" Like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And he he did it perfectly. Uh, and then yeah, he comes by for like a second. He's like, "I hate you." He literally says to be like, "I hate you." <laughs> it's like, is you can people really be that? easily like get sick that easily by you know by speed because i'm uh, like okay Oliver doesn't grow up in the passenger seat they're, of a car yeah i was just saying they're, they're, they're probably used to it by now team flash at least yeah oh it was first funny that they were like all looking for like trash cans like Kaylee picks up a trash can that is like doesn't have a cover on it and then she's like oh never mind because the, you know the puke would just come out all over the place but um and yeah and i, I liked I was going to say, not relating to Diggle, but I liked the end of the episode where, like, I just didn't, I guess, I mean, it is the finale and it is the big showdown, but I don't know why I didn't expect it to, like, happen. And then also when he was going on his whole, like, monologue of, like, what his plan was, I was like, that doesn't sound too bad, except for the whole, like, lack of free will thing. Like, no wars and no poverty, like, sounds kind of nice. Like, I always get sucked in when the bad guys, like, talk about their plan. I'm always like, hmm, I, that's kind of valid. I don't know. I see I see his side of the story. He so, corru- I don't know. He, he corrupted Gideon. Yeah. Purple has never that, looked that as evil. Kind of, that part was kind of funny when Barry just on the outside of the door just, like, yelling Devoe and, like, banging on the door. I'm like, what is that going to do? Like, obviously he's not going to stop. He was, he was panicking. And then I <laughs> This is gonna sound really weird, but like when he felt, when he fell apart, and he his answer is just like when everyone's like, "What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "I don't know." Like I, I like the. This is where I like. I love that we're now really getting to the whole fast man alive versus fastest man alive, of like you know he like speed is not gonna do it. He has to be. He has to outsmart him, and you know because Barry is you know, as far as I know, he is smarter, and. Well, I mean, he's he's made some dumb choices every once in a while. Um, okay, maybe a lot of weird choices throughout the seasons, but you know, he's still relatively smart. So I love the fact that he's like, you know, again, speed is not gonna cut it. He has to outthink the thinker. So that was a cool ending. Plus, I mean, because remember last year when we were all here and we were like, Iris is totally not dead after that ho- that horrible ending with like the murder song. Literally called the murder song, and we're just like, no, she's gonna be fine. We were all in semi word like, what if we're wrong next week? And this was like the biggest denial episode we've ever recorded. So it was, uh, it was a fr- refreshing ending. And um, and also, I just like one last thing about Diggle is that I love that er- that unlike last year, Barry just cut to the chase like you know, Diggle, we don't have time. Just give us the access. Because last year, what was it like? Was that the episode when he had to go back and pick up Captain Cole from the past in order to ha- break into Argus? To steal that inv- that Dominator tank or something. That was last season, right? Sure. sure yeah, that's a, that, <laughs> that was that was an assuring answer. I uh, don't remember. I think that yeah, it was because they needed something to power up the Speed Force Bazook. The names they they gave they get they give their technology on the show, <laughs> but um, but yes, that's gonna be our episode discussion. But we have some feedback, so. Um, Brittany, do you want to 
Uh, let us know what fans had to say about this week's episode of The Flash. Okie dokie. We have at back to the start 02. I loved it. Really loved all the new dynamics. Harry and Iris. Cecile's added power. LOL. And the Caitlin slash Killer Frost insight was great. As well as the Barisco throwdown and the Iris Marley's breakthrough and the sweet West Allen scene. I love a solid app. At Mr. Sean Pepper. So, if the Enlightenment is going to make everyone dumber, does that mean Cecile's also going to be too dumb to think like DeVoe if she gets close to him? She's clearly the only shot defeating him now. Yes, I, oh, sorry. Think like DeVoe. Yes, I said DeVoe. Hashtag, where is Coffee Speedster Girl? And where At- is she? Like, what, what, <laughs> like, is she just like, you're like oh, I'm just going to wait till the. Like, it's almost like she's like, when you're like, when you're supposed to study for like an exam, and she's like, oh, I still have 12 more hours, and like you're in hour 11, and you're like, Oh, crap. I probably should study. <laughs> At Mark1246. Uh, it was a great app, but I want to say this to Andy before I say anything. It seems your theory from the beginning of season two of Natural Born Meta finally happened. Hard eye emoji. Granted, this is a different timeline, but can't wait to see you talk about it. I said that? I guess you did. You're, cool. You and Amy can predict the future. Uh, I guess we have an so. email from Lauren Waters. Hey, guys and girls. I enjoyed this week's episode. I love seeing Cisco, Caitlin, and Barry work together again. I feel like we rarely get a scene with all three of them in it, so I found it fun. Speaking of fun, the Cecile storyline was so cheesy, especially the pizza man, but Danielle played it so well, I found it funny. I've given up trying to figure out what's going on with Caitlin's powers. I feel like every three episodes, they throw in a curveball that totally undoes any explanation they've previously given. I saw some theories online that Caitlin's dad might be the villain of season five, which could be a cool storyline, pun intended. The thinker this week was awesome. The hallway fight scene was super cool, and his conversation with Barry at the end shined a new light on his perspective that I wish we got earlier in the season. Can't wait for next week. Villain for season five? <laughs> but he didn't he die? I mean, didn't a lot of people die and come back? I'm, I'm pretty sure it could happen. At this point, anything is gonna hap- can happen. Like, well, I guess, if, I, I, I guess if Sarah has died so many times, I'm sure Kanan's dad could come back somehow. But <laughs> I, do, I don't know if I would want him to be the villain for season five. I don't think it would do him justice, to be really honest. Like, there's a point where we, we, we get too many characters from their pasts. Plus, he has a really powerful story. And um, one, I think, needs to be told, but not in that way. And also, I, I would only accept Caitlin's dad coming to the show if Bruce Campbell plays him. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be that's, amazing. That's been my ca- dream casting for Caitlin's dad since, like, season two. <laughs> and then you're like, he died! I'm like, great. That would mean, like, everyone would have super epic dads and it'd be perfect. Uh, Andrew Dugan sent an email saying, Hello, Flash family. I'm here to y'all... To... I think it's supposed to say, tell y'all about an epic... Uh, Episode cameo from David Ramsey. The cold one was amazing yet dark. I love the ending and can't wait to see what happens in the finale. From Mari. Hey, Flash friends. So this week's episode was cool. Cecile's powers are so entertaining. I wonder if and how her personality sponge will play into the finale. I also like watching Iris and Harry work together. Iris was harsh on Harry, but she's just traumatized from the fight she had with Marlies. And I'm happy that Harry helped her to see a new perspective. It also is cool to see the Argus agent sending an SOS through Iris' blog. I noticed that her name... Her username is Anonymous Central City Citizen. Could that be hinting at a new name for her blog in the future? Oh, I I get it now. That'd be cute. I like that. Because in the comment, I think she there. I think the paper she does work for is called Central City Citizen. Oh, I was like looking at the 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 letters. I was like A C C C. Could that be something? (laughs) Anyway. 
really useful air conditioning. <laughs> really cold air conditioning. I didn't think that Caitlyn and Sisko would succeed in, flash, succeed in flash time, but I'm glad they did, even though DeVoe got what he wanted from the final bus meta. Speaking of Caitlyn, what a twist now that we know that Killer Frost has been a part of her ever since she was kid was a kid. I was theorizing with my sister, and I think, and she and I think that Caitlyn's parents were running experiments on her when she was little. Ooh. I'm cautiously optimistic for this finale. How do you think it will end? Will the Mr. Girl come back and save them, or will Marlies stick that katana where it really hurts to Clifford? I can't wait for the show. Well, I, totally I don't... Buy, I totally buy that theory, that Caitlyn's parents were experimenting on her. Could be a flashpoint thing, I guess. And I and we know that her mom. I mean, she she and her mom didn't have like the best relationship when she was growing up, and uh, uh, so it. I could see it happen, and um, yeah, I I know this. It will be fun. I mean, I I again, I don't, I don't expect to get any proper conclusion to the whole thing next week. So I, you know, I, we just have to wait till you know season five. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to see how it ends. It's been a. It's been a long season for sure, but it's like I'm glad we're you know at the end point. I feel like it's it's shaping up. To, I, I think it's gonna shape up to be a good finale because you know, I mean, it can't get any worse than last year where you know, was Iris dead? Was he, she not dead? You know, Harry actually died. You know, Harry, you know, HR actually died. You know, Black Flash tried to kill Savitar, but he didn't. And then Jay came back, and you know, it's Again, remember when they said that this season was going to be a lot brighter from last season, and we're like every every brain is about to be wiped on the on the face of the earth. And I'm like, great. Do you think it's, it's, I'm expecting a lot of purple to be in the next week's episode because of Kilgore? Just saying. But uh, that's going to be it for our episode discussion and your feedback for this week of the Flash. So we're going to go around the table, give our plugs, and then we're going to sign up for the show. So Amy, where can people find your own social media and your other projects? You can guys, you you can guys, you guys can guys. find me on uh, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We just did our huge season wrap up episode, and next month we are planning a fan, like a legendary listener, huh? fan podcast. So we are going to uh, be reading and discussing uh, exclusively fan feedback for season three of Legends of Tomorrow. Which <laughs> by the time we're discussing that, they'll probably already have two or three episodes of season four written because they're already back in the writers' room. Dang them writers! Um, but that's about it where you guys can find me right now. Oh, and on Instagram and Twitter at Amy underscore Marie ninety seven. And Brittany, you can find me on Twitter at kind of movie snob k i n d a movie snob. Uh, you can find my writing on fandom and Screen Rant, and also on the Marvel Report. And you guys can find me on social media at Andrew but back to spell B-H-B-A-K-H-T. I co-host the Titans Podcast, which uh, a new episode will be coming out on Friday, as uh, we just uh, recorded uh, last weekend. So I just haven't had time to finish editing it, but you'll be getting it soon. And I also run the Mallport with Brittany, and I help run the DC Podcast Network. And you can also find my writing at the Hashtag Show, and as I announced a few days ago, at Fansite. So you can... Yeah, I'm everywhere. I, you won't, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be in your face everywhere. So sorry in advance, but uh, you can find the Flash podcast at theflashpod.com for you. We can get all the latest news and uh, trailers you need to get. We have all the late, you know, the, we have all the season finale photos and trailers up for you on the site. So if you want to get a little sneak peek of uh, what's coming up in the finale, you can check that out. I still haven't seen the trailers, so I have no idea what it looks like. I think. Wait, Amy, you didn't see it either, right? I, guess I haven't wait. seen what? Oh, the trailer for the next? Yeah. No, I haven't. 
Okay, but, but Brittany did. Okay, so Brittany. I Brit- I rushed and watched it as soon as the episode was over because I just needed to know like what they were gonna tease because I was like, after that, where is what happens? And I was interested. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, she she cares the answers. So uh, just let's see if she can keep it for a whole week. So we you know because I feel I'm gonna get tempted and then accidentally just stumble upon whatever happens. So, but guys, if you want to see it, you can go to thefiber.com and check it out. Follow the podcast on social media at the Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Periscope. I'm I might try to do a Periscope next week, since it's been a while. I know you guys, uh, every once in a while, ask like, you know, will you do a Periscope? I'm like, I'm too busy and I'm 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 too ugly to be on camera, so whatever. But I will I will try. We can maybe do like a little post finale, just freak out together, and and you can subscribe to the Flash Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And when while you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us some fires and reviews, as it's a great way to support the show and also helps other people. People find the podcast on Apple Podcasts if they're not on social media. So do it. We appreciate it. And you can listen to the Flash Podcast live on the Mixed Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via the Mixed.fm. And last but not least, you can follow the entire DC Podcast Network at DCPodcast.com where we have amazing shows for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans, as well as upcoming, uh, as well as classic DC TV shows at DCPodcast.com. You can follow the network on social media at DC Podcast, and you can subscribe to the mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And if you have any questions or thoughts, if you want to send us your feedback uh, for next week's episode of uh, The Flash, the finale, email us at gmail.com because we definitely want to hear you guys as we uh, wrap up the season. But that's it. Uh, hopefully... Andrew will be with us next next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can all wrap up the season all for us together. As I'm sure there's going to be weird ass f going down in this finale. You know, I'm, brains will be lost, babies will be born, and oh my god! Wait, can we just before we leave? I need to talk about the best moment of the entire episode, which was when the pizza guy was like, "This house is," and then Joe said, "Bitchin," and he was like, "No, hard to find." That was I just <laughs> if I, I don't. I could not. St- I, I'm thinking about it right now and laughing again because it was the greatest thing. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. Because really I was just thinking about the next the next episode and like if this house is bitching would come back and if it would mean anything in the finale and I don't even care if it does because if, just for that moment the payoff was worth it. I just want. I I was really <laughs> hope thinking that the finale was gonna be called this house is bitching, but but you know weirdo flashes is pretty cool. Um, well, for some reason, it makes me think of like the, the the song "We Are the World," but just you know, replace it with "We Are the." Oh my God! Oh no! I'm never gonna get this song in my head now. We are the flag. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, maybe that's how they defeat the foe. They they, they defeat him by with song. But <laughs> that, 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 that's a, that's an answer Harry would definitely come up with. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna save the galaxy with <laughs> through song. Well, you we're know, all gonna I mean... hold hands and sing "Kumbaya." But Star- you know, Star Lord saved the universe. We're gonna hold hands while holding. Infinity Stone. <laughs> Have you finally seen Infinity War? No, I've not. Don't say anything. Wow, I'm really impressed that if you haven't been spoiled yet. So I've you seen one spoiler related to <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it because I don't want to ruin it if someone hasn't seen it. Uh, I've seen one spoiler, which I was like, eh, okay, like to me it wasn't that big of a gut punch. So you, so you thought you could come on this podcast and and avoid Avengers: Infinity spoilers. Uh, insert Captain America p- picture from Homecoming. Uh, it's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's. I, don't know, I will say it to you because that was that is a funny meme. But guys, that's gonna be it. Join us next week for the season finale of the Flash episode twenty three called "We Are the Flash." So from all the way on the Flash podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie, and I'm Brittany. 
And we will see you next week on the Flash Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.